0: She just wanna run over my feelings like she's drinking and driving in an 18-wheeler. And not allow her. Talk about pussy power. She used to say you can be whoever you want, even yourself. Yeah. I show up knowing exactly who I was and never leave as myself. But when it falls apart, I'm always still down. Pick a million tiny little pieces off the ground. You should learn a lot people and use things, and not the other way around. Swinging, eyes closed, just swinging. Well, as they say, a long time no see, I have Welcome to episode 99 of the Off and Be podcast. I guess say. I guess you could say I've had ninety-nine problems and my throat has been all of them. So yeah, your boy's been ruled out indefinitely. I am back. Get him my beak wet, so wet that you can find it like a Kellogg's toy in your fruit loops. Because boy, I am definitely jumping through some right now. Uh, a little rusty, a little like, rusty, huh? You know, uh, nothing like uh, charring the grill for a nice char on your steak. And no matter what is that steak, um, you just kind of keep turning and turning, like you're in your bed, can't sleep. By the way, NyQuil. Never realize. How fucking amazing that shit is to make you fall asleep. And when you wake up, man, you uh, you wake up like you slept with nine blankets just weighing you down. Because you wake up and you just feel so heavy. Like, oh my god, I got knocked the fuck out. And like this uh, episode, I'm just trying to knock it the fuck out. But yeah, welcome guys. It's great to be back. The return, the great return of Clint is back, um, but yeah. So essentially, how it all started. My last episode was January third, I believe I posted. I am recording this. I think this is my longest gap. January sixteenth. Um, this is the longest gap I've ever had for podcasts. I think the most was like literally five or six days recording but you know at first I got uh, basically my throat was hurting Um, I was hot and cold one night like Katy Perry because man I was blowing the bathroom up like a firework and um, only if I was able to kiss a girl because I do like it never been a big fan of cherry chapstick though always felt like it was highly overrated even though I do have watermelon chapstick it's all about planting your seed. Wow. It's all about juicy fruit. <laughs> oh, fuck. You. By the way, gum. Highly underrated. Gum, you know, gum is one of those things that it just seems like it's a lost art. How many people do you walk around seeing chewing gum? Is chewing gum out of style? Is it not cool to just flap your gums around? You know, people talk enough. People open their mouths for a lot of things for sticky situations. Why not blow a bubble instead of blowing my pubes? But anyways, call about Peter Le Pube. Um what's that what's that skunk name? Le La Pube? LaPube. <laughs> La <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I know this is a rough open, but give it some time, you know? I'm gonna get in the swing of things, kinda like a good old dungeon swing if you get my drift. I guess that's what hammocks are really made for. Talk about family friendly fun. But really it's just a nice trampoline and excuse for you and the wife to be like, hey, swangin'. Eyes closed, just swangin'. Same city, same friends, if you're looking for me. Same city, same friend. Now think about it, is that is Drake's song Connect really just about being swingers? Swingin', eyes closed, just swangin'? Same city, same friends, if you're looking for me. Like, we share the same city and same friends? Whoa. Is that a cross-gene phenotype contamination? I don't know. But apparently, uh, Drake definitely uh, doesn't want you contaminating his semen with your uterus. Because he puts hot sauce, apparently, in his condoms. Because, you know, flushing down the toilet is not quote-unquote great for the environment, which I would assume that Drake would actually have a toilet that he can probably direct the flush anywhere in the fucking world he wants to because he kind of just has that type of fuck-you money. But, yeah, apparently he dabs a little Texas Pete down uh, his uh, Johnson tube and says, hey, uh, everything's bigger in Texas, including this dick. Um, Talk about that Air Canada because, man, when uh, you fuck them. It's all about flyer miles. I, I'm i pretty sure when like. He files his taxes. I'm pretty sure like all the girls he flies out. All the girls you fly out. Do you get to like file them your taxes. And get some tax breaks. You know. Get a little extra of your money back. But you don't tell them. So they still had the pay and all that. And they just add to their miles. But you get a little tax break. Because. Regardless of what people believe, private jets, even when you own one, you have to put gas in and shit every time you fly that bitch. Like, yeah, you own it, but you have to pay to maintain it. Um, but, yeah, and that's expensive maintenance. You can't just be like, hey, my engine blew out and then take it to Jiffy Lou and be like, hey, guys, you can get me out in about two and a half hours today. It's a little bit different of a visit. Pretty sure you have to pre-plan, you have to schedule it. Even if you are a concierge, and I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure they still close at six, but yeah. Um, I told him I wasn't going to mention a plane, but look at the plane. But, anyways, the funny part about it, I'm pretty sure you guys heard about it, where basically he dabs, he uh, pours hot sauce down his condom, so when uh, Every Most dudes, even us dudes that have no business ever worrying about Someone stealing our semen in that capacity Like, I don't care how important you think you are You are not that important You are not that powerful of an individual For someone to dig through a toilet to steal your semen Or dig through a trash can um, I understand there's crazy bitches out here But I'm gonna say you being the manager of Martin's She's not She's not gonna go out of her way To inseminate that in her life Because Whatever child support and all that shit You're gonna get it's She's gonna get it. It's probably not as beneficial as if she tries to steal You know uh, uh, Morgan and Morgan Attorney of law Montlick and Associates She's probably gonna try to steal one their semen's. Like when she gets inseminated by you She's like ah oh, fuck But when she's still there, she's like, oh fuck, yes. Set off. But the only reason why we even know about this task, ironically, is because some it's so stereotypical. It's so this IG model. Like it doesn't get any more stereotypes. Like, why can't just like a softball coach try to pull this shit and we're like, oh my God, we would have never expected it. Tell about going underhand. Talk about the good old Rise ball (laughs) because he rose his balls when he was flying his private jet, his PJ, his private Johnson. Um, hmm. Talk about connecting. (laughs) Now you talk my language. Now you talk my language. Um, Yeah, it's just like it always has to be the most stereotypical. Some girl looking for a come up, and he knows it. He does the do the do, and the next thing you know, she tried the do the do. She literally apparently tried to take like a turkey baster and try to psh, down. And apparently her woo-woo started to go woo hoo. And huh, I would say that they call the fire truck, but look, come on. Let's not be let's not be overzealous and exagger- exaggerate That's not a word. But hey, getting back in shape, getting back in podcasting shape. But just remind me after this episode I'll be on I'll have my special one hundredth episode. Your boy's killing it. It's supposed to be a snowstorm out here, but uh I make it snowing this bitch. She tried to get out in the meeks cause shoddy she's doing legit, and this shoddy was definitely trying to legit have another Adonis. And she tried the Herculean effort, but she more got Hades, (laughs) because now a lot of people hate her. It's funny how the same thing he's trying to prevent came to life. And apparently, hot sauce, from what I know, the vinegar and stuff, it does dilute your semen. So, yeah, everyone's going to try the Drake model. And the reality is 99% of y'all don't have to worry about a girl trying to do all that, because you're not Drake- and that's okay. I used to have a phobia when I worked at McDonald's. Yeah, I used to worry about the same thing. You know what no girl's like? Hey, let me steal this Burger Boy's semen from this fucking, I don't know, whatever Days in Hotel. Like, it's typically not the place where you're going to, you know, scaggle through some semen. You know, you're probably gonna go to sperm bank because the sperm bank is kind of like an adoption agency. They typically do background checks. They kind of see what you're about, what's your health history. If you ever had a. By the way, I saw I went to the Hawks game tonight. I saw this a billboard, and it was this big old billboard. It was out in the shining lights, and it said, "Are you sexually risky?" And the website was something like www dot do you have an std.com can't make the shit up and that's a hell of a search do you have an std.com do i put the question mark one two how is just going on your website do i have an std well obviously if i go on this website the only thing that should be on the webpage when you open it should be like, if you are here, yes, you probably do. Or it's just going to say, go to a doctor. So why do I? Why did we need this whole billboard for such a specific issue? STDs are an issue. I would assume I don't have any. Knock on wood. No pun intended. Um, sexually risky. I mean, I don't think STDs are caught being sexually risky. I mean, obviously, if you're not taking precautions and protection and all this stuff. But, I mean, like, doing the craziest shit sexually doesn't mean STD. You could do the most mundane and basic shit and get STD. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, Drake is a pioneer. And... We know a lot more about Drake these days Because apparently she described the piece And I'm not talking about his uh, Girls want girls piece I'm not talking about his uh, certified lover boy I guess we know why he is a certified lover boy Uh, Big hot sauce Now, speaking of uh, diluting I have, uh, your boy is diluting his weight down. I don't know if you can tell by my facial structure, but I'm actually 222 pounds now. It's crazy. Some people say, man, you're kind of like 50 Cent and kind of like one of those actors that are like completely degrading their body for a role. For like when they're trying to play a cancer patient or Christian Bell in The Machinist um except i'm not i'm just actually working in the truck all day and moving wearing pants sometimes too letting it sweat out five hours a day you lose weight without trying um but yeah talk about diluting the air space <laughs> but yeah by the way hawks loss they uh suck ass um it's i, I was thinking about this because Obviously, as you know, State Farm Arena is by the CNN Center. You know, CNN, people will say, is like fake news and all this shit. But I think one thing that even they acknowledge, hawks suck. So I say real news. While we were there, uh, apparently there was this hostage situation in Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas, including... um, Roundups, Woody's Roundup, that's not a story to toy around with, but here we are, to infinity in Buzz Aldrin and beyond, Houston we got a problem, and uh, it is hostages, apparently it was connected to the person that he fr- ended up freeing them later tonight, which I don't get the whole point of that, ha, just to let you know I could, I captured them for like 8 hours and I let them go. And didn't get anything in return. It's like so. You did all that, and now you're gonna go to prison for fifty fucking years for holding a group of people hostage to make a point, and you didn't even do anything. I'm not advocating that they did anything. It's good they didn't. Seems like a failed mission to me. If you're gonna do it and go to jail anyways, you might as well do it. Now maybe he hasn't been caught. I don't know. Maybe he was able to escape uh, this room. Um, escape rooms. I have no fucking clue what they are. Apparently, people have a good time in them. But, I noticed, um, there's a place nearby me. It's like a three-layer building. Well, three-story building. Which, unlike the story, it's not very layered. Or, storied. Um, more like a short story. Um, but at the very top of this building, there's one floor... Where there's escape rooms. My thing is. From the outside. The door. And the circumference of the building. Doesn't seem like a very big building. Doesn't seem like a lot to do. In an escape room. So to me. From the outside looking in. It's either an illusion. It's either fraud. It's either a quick thing. Or. It's a fucking scam. I don't know if you guys remember my rant back in the heyday about the, uh, recycle, quote unquote, electronic shit where you bring shit and you pay to smash shit, where you smash recyclables, so now I have to pay to get a mallet and destroy a fucking Canon printer, one that's been fucked up for four years. I gotta pay to fuck it up. It's cool, though. Um, well, uh, biodegradable, yeah, go fuck yourself with biodegradable. And, by the way, I think there's nothing more disrespectful than offering me a recycled straw. Here's what I mean by that. So, true story, Taco back, right? Got to go cup, got a plastic straw. I'll tell you why I got the old plastic straw right here. Who cares if a fucking sea turtle dies? Stop pretending you give a fuck about sea turtles. If it wasn't for Finding Nemo, none of y'all would give a fuck about the characterization and the comfortability with talking, hey dude, Squirtle. <laughs> or if it was Franklin the turtle who walks on two fucking feet. You really think Franklin? The dude can walk on fucking two feet. He talks to Berenstein bears. And you think that dude's gonna swallow a fucking straw? He drinks out of straws. The man can consume seawater, salt water, fresh water, unsalted fresh water. By the way, there's a tsunami in the Pacific coming. Hey, but hey, we'll just ignore that because we're worried about a little ice covering in fanning fucking county in Georgia. Which is kind of weird. How uh we're so worried about the weather. We're so worried about COVID contamination and all this shit we have, we have all these fucking parades Where everyone, some wear masks And some aren't, but hey We gotta have a UGA We gotta have these championship parades But we're so fucking worried about Contamination It's cool though, what the fuck do I know I'm not here to stop the fun Just asking questions of why Are we having fun Uh, But yeah So I was at Taco Mac <laughs> And as for to-go tea. cool. Brings me a cup. She brings me this plastic straw. And it looked a little different. So I opened the straw up and it looked like, oh, this is one of those paper mache fucking ones that you would make in home ec. Oh, I'm getting in a roll now. And it looks like something that a seven year old would make at home for a and keep the earth green, you know. Type of project. Hey, go home and make some homemade straws. You know what? Homemade shit, highly overrated. There's nothing wrong with commercialized. There's nothing wrong with things that are mass produced. Because individually homemade shit, one, it takes a lot of work and you don't make high profit margins. There, I said it. And it just tastes weird to put some homemade, like rubber, thick paper straw in my fucking mouth. You're more than likely to choke on one of those than these fucking Taco Mac to-go straws. Alright. So yeah. I took the straw. I had it in my resin cup. Stabbed it in there. And left that straw there. But hey. It's all about uh keep the family closer. But yeah. Do we really? Honestly, I really do think the characterization of like uh, animals and Humanizing animals and stuff, which I actually think is good because for you know, makes kids connect to them, love and nurture. Like when you see a cat, you're gonna think of the Aristocats, you're gonna think of Garfield, you're gonna think when you think of dogs, you're gonna see fucking uh, underdog, you're gonna think of my dog Skip. Why do I think of my dog Skip? No one's ever seen my dog Skip, you're gonna think of Oliver and coming all these dancing cats and dogs, you're gonna think of the fucking musical cats. Oh, the angelical cats. And you're going to have this uh, human connection because they're talking, they're moving, they're they're walking on two feet. You know, they lick their sack just like you. They are just like us. They're relatable creatures. We put voices on them. We put facial characteristics even when they look creepy like the 2019 version of cats. Which, by the way, tick, tick, boom. Um go check it out on Netflix. It's actually a I don't know if it's technically it's not really a musical, but it's a movie about the dude who wrote the musical Rent. But there was this other musical who that actually like got him known and it's about him struggling through all that in real life stuff, but then there's music in it. It's basically a musical about how he ended up writing Rent and then he actually died of like AIDS, but he wasn't Gay, I know AIDS isn't a gay thing, but what I'm saying is he was straight in the movie and then ate. And then Rent is essentially about growing up in the AIDS and HIV epidemic and drugs and all that shit in the city. He Rent is basically about his the real life he lived, and Tick Tick Boom is about the process of writing that life in the city. Wow, this shit's living rent free. I should probably just actually watch the movie rent or the musical. But hey, never really got into it. Not really into sexually risky do I have an STD dot com. Not really into it. Not my thing. And you are what you manifest, so if I even go on that website or even think about it, boom. It will come true, right? It's kinda like conversion therapy. It's kinda like when I I've never look, man, I hate to break it to you for all you religious nuts and all that and Mormons and all that shit. If uh if your kid says is really gay, and I mean this respectfully, of course, or he's already gone down the path where he's experimented and he's like twenty nine and he's he's really into um Not putting Tabasco in his Johnson tube And he just lets it free Conversion therapy is not going to do anything It's over I don't mean like I mean it's over for you That That that, this this is what he likes man You know, it's not the same as, ah, you know, it's a phase. It's not the same as, ah, he played with G.I. Joe when he was younger. And now he's, you know, playing with Joe's G.I. Bill for the green card. Um, Not just throwing someone in the military or not just (laughs) throwing someone in certain spaces and moving them out to, you know, the middle of fucking Indonesia. Is going to change what they feel. I've always found those conversion things interesting just from afar. Because I'm like, people, it's crazy that people really think this shit works. People really think that these extreme conversion, these extreme quote-unquote therapies, you know, even rehab in general. You know, I've had my speculation on a lot of that shit. Is that obviously it's worked for a lot, but really for most people it doesn't technically work. And I don't mean like, oh, you'll never go back, you'll never realize. So I mean, it just seems like, you know, at the end of day it's kind of like, yeah. you have all the information you want. Like, at the end of day, it's up to you, I guess. And it just seems like all these therapies and all this shit, like it just seems like a scam, I mean, you know, I don't know, you know um but yeah, I don't know, but yeah, go check it out, but yeah, anyways, back to the animals, um, just a couple animals,, oh, oh nickelback, um, but yeah, I don't you know i i i guess it brings up the- has animated cartoon movies. Like Disney, Pixar, um, have they actually? I don't want to say negatively, or DreamWorks, have they actually really? Um, what's the word? I'm have they actually swifted younger minds to actually look at animals as realistic creatures in society, and not have them become this obsessive, unconditional and compulsive love because i mean i generally do there are a lot of there are a lot of people that treat animals much better than people and i mean decent people i'm not talking about rapists or murderers i'm talking about like hey just the per like some people will treat you know their cat that they that they name spaghetti i don't know how you any person you fucking love you would call them you wouldn't name your kid spaghetti But you name Animal Spaghetti. You really think when you look your cat in the fucking face, like, come here, little spaghetti, mew, 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 You really think they're like, oh, my God. I'm never going to get bull. You know why? Because cats don't really have to go to school. And even when they're in their, like, animal control, when they run away and all that shit, which, you know, you'll probably pass them along when it's convenient six years later because they keep fucking up your house and shit. And, oh, they're a very aggressive cat and we had a newborn. Ah, we'll just get rid of them. Like yeah, you you can't do that to your kids, but it's funny how we find animals for convenience. But it's cool. I do find it uh, a little bit. Uh, it, is it problematic? I'm just open thinking here. I'm not a animal or human behavior expert, but you know what? Neither is Whitney Cummings, and neither is a lot of these podcasts where. They just use a bunch of terms that you read in psychology. They take some psychology classes in college. And they all of a sudden know that every person acts like this is this and that and that. And yes, there's common characteristics, but people are also complex. People tend to forget about that. Not everything is about your daddy issues. Not everything is about something that happened when you were nine, when you bumped your knee at TSA. And every time you see German Shepherd, that's all you think about when a German Shepherd bit your shit off. Like, you know what? Not everything is that deep. Sometimes people are just scared of snakes because snakes are weird looking fucking thing. Some people are scared of spiders because spiders are eight fucking legs. Some people hate people of certain races because they're just pieces of shit. Some people um, hate just countries. They hate people from different places. Just because they're ignorant fucks. Not because when they were 12 years old, some Indian kid pulled their pants down and said, Hi, your wee wee is smaller than mine, and I'm Indian. Like, it's not that, not everything is that connected. But, hey, gonna keep it pushing here to make the point. One of the things I'm working on, keep the point going. Uh, but yeah. Ah, Starting to get in the swing of things. Swanging. Um, I guess the title of this episode will be Swanging. But, uh, like Tiger Woods in 2009. Just hitting fucking gates and trees. Uh, Let's just say uh, Tiger was knocking on a lot of wood in those days. Well, actually, that's kind of weird when you say it like that because he's the one with the... Yeah, you get the point. Um, But... There's a shit. What the fuck was I talking about? Um, Animals, kids. Oh, yeah. So I I do wonder it is this weird thing where I I think kids are starting to grow up and they treat, you know, their house cat or their dogs and stuff. And they have so much more compassion for them than they do other humans which i think there's you should have compassion for animals especially if they've been your home animal they've been there for you this and through thick and thin because they unconditionally love you it's like well yeah when you think about the environment a domestic pet animals put in what they they can't really talk back or act out of line they're trained they're dehumanized we cut their tubes off we neuter them we basically most like domestic We make sure they can't have kids We fucking uh we, we put them on medication We euthanize them And shit like that We're basically their, their aggressiveness is taken away So they're, they can be around kids And be playful Because real wild dogs And cats Are aggressive motherfuckers That will Eat the fuck out of you You do one wrong thing to them but now, you know, we name them Spaghettios. We name them all oh, little Peter Pepper. and they're just saying like, mm, okay. And they're just basically one big fucking eeyore walking around, shitting all over the place and shit. And then we and we hit them in the head, and they're like, mm-hmm. and then they ball in the corner. Then we apologize later, and then you know they're just what are they gonna do? Run away? To where? You taking your calls? You basically taking. Their aggressiveness to the fight. You know, we eat, we feed them crap, they're out of shape. They can't ex- they, they cannot really exercise. They run out of breath after a, a mile and a half of light jogging. They're not the most fit creatures anymore. We've stripped them down to where they're complete just miss. They're just things walking around and they're forced to be nice. Go in the woods, go in the middle of Minnesota. And interact a wild dog. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be like, oh, come here, little fluffles. No. And bite your fucking nose off, Jesse. And hardly was trained. But sorry. Memory lane. Memory lane. Um, oh, But the memory certainly never leaves its lane of oh, the memories. the memories they come through but um i do wonder if it kind of creates this weird expectation of what we really think about animals and what's the fine line between kind of adapting animals to our society and still letting animals be animals i'm not you know, I remember, oh, I was supposed to do this like in episode five or six. Because when I first started this podcast, I wanted to do a deep dive every episode. I kind of stopped doing that because it was a lot of work for not much of a payoff. If we're gonna be completely straightforward, in my notebook, I may do it in the next episode. I basically I did research. I did a whole deep dive of neutering and all that shit and the side effect and the damage it actually does to an animal. And but I'm gonna connect it here for. The sake of just, you know, us people and how we, we treat animals is just like props. That's my opinion, personally. I really do believe, I, I do think most people care about their animals. I don't think people are pieces piece of shit There, I'm not, I don't think most people are abusive to their animals. It's kind of weird to be, abu- like, it's one thing to be abusive to a kid that came out of you and you just want to beat the fuck, because, you know, I see a lot of, I want to beat myself, I want to hate myself, and I want to hit you and beat you. I can honestly understand that, as fucked up as that sounds. One thing I don't understand if you're an adopted kid on your own merit, if you're an adopted kid and bring a child into the best life possible in circumstance, and then you're a piece of shit, that's honestly worse than beating the fuck out of your biological kid. Like, or even like a step kid, because you're still like voluntarily, but it's still like, all right, man, like, fuck you. You're, you're annoying as fuck And I see a lot of me in you And sometimes when I look in the mirror i want to punch me in the face And I kind of want to punch you Boom boom Kind of like a shark Was it a shark and merman The very odd parents Or Spongebob um, But Oh bionicle boy And merman Yeah you, you get the gist But If you adopt If you adopt a dog You adopt a kid like, you have to treat that thing perfectly because you are voluntarily adding something to your life that's typically stressful, money, I mean, it's financial, regardless of what, I know people aren't property, I know kids aren't property, I know animals aren't property, but it is a financial decision you voluntarily bring in your life because you think you could financially support this kid and it benefits both of you, whatever. Mm-mm. but when it comes to animals it's just like alright, you can't adopt an animal and then beat the shit out of it once you've already taken all of its powers away that's like that's like if you marry this amazing beautiful woman and then you by your eating habits you and by your terrible eating habits her being around you her trusting you to provide and everything for all you do is be a bad influence make her gain a lot of weight get her pregnant multiple times and you fuck up her body and all that shit and then 12 and then like i don't know 12 years later whatever the fuck and then she doesn't look the way you like oh you need to lose weight you need to do this it's like all right man you don't think she does cool i get it but you kind of contributed to this. She was, she had an amazing body, had an amazing life before you. It's called be gracious. It's like have a little common sense awareness. Like, man, you see this? You, your decisions adopted this body mind. All right. I don't believe in unconditional love. There's always conditions, everything. But. By god damn it. it. Is what it is. It's conditioned. I don't know. I had an idea where I was going with that ending, but hey. Alright. Anyways, transitioning. Um Uh Ah oh Jesus. Not why my balls are kind of scratching the surface. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Change your underwear is overrated. I can't believe I said that out loud. Um but yeah. Okay. Milk. Alright. No, I'm not talking about Harvey. <laughs> Another age <AIDS> joke. <laughs> I'm talking about milk. Right? Milk is one of those things that when you when you're young. It's quote-unquote good for your bones. It's quote-unquote good for your uh, strength and growth. To prevent osteoporosis, I believe. Maybe even arthritis. I don't know. I'm not a mocha expert. All I know is when I was younger, I used to drink a lot of it, right? You know what else I noticed? I was an ox. I was a fucking bull. Strong as a fucking bull. I was built you know i I was just built I don't know a comparison, but let's just say your boy was was stoned with uh shoulders and chest hairs still have the chest hairs, but uh let's just say uh not as much a burliness, it's just I guess you could say it's a cherry. <laughs> Get it, chest, hairy, cherry. Oh, don't pop that weasel. Pop it right in the ground. Pop goes the weasel. Nah, felt like I'm living Groundhog Day all over again. Except, uh, I am feeling like a little Scrooge. Popping up and down, up and down, up, down, up, down, like a bobber. Um what about Bobber? <laughs> wow, that's a lot of Bill Murray references. Except uh I don't ghost busta. He's a busta. Whatever the fuck that means. Uh but yeah. Um milk. I've been casually incorporating milk back in my diet. Milk is supposedly, you know like when you get older, like when you start like reading dietary stuff and health stuff, apparently all the stuff that made you strong worked, recovered from workouts, you weren't even thinking you just ate it regularly and consumed it regularly, drank it regularly, whatever it fucking was, and it just worked. Everything that you drank and ate it for worked, you got bigger, stronger, healthier, Bananas, bananas, milk, peanut butter, all this shit was supposed to be fucking healthy. Fruit, apples, healthy. Grapes, healthy. Granola bars, healthy. Then you get older, and it's all the stuff. Bananas are terrible for your digestive system. Milk is terrible for your digestion. All it does is create all this bacteria in your stomach. You're unhealthy because the way cows are pastured and all this shit. Peanut butter, oh, it sits in your chest and it could cause heart uh, arteries to clog up. Which, I mean, if you've ever eaten a lot of peanut butter, I mean, look, you could be struggling breathing. But, yay, look, man, all I know is when I did all that stuff, endless amount of energies, healthy as fuck, built like an ox, and built like stone, right? But that feels like the stone ages. Year one. Right, Jack Black and Michael here. Year one. And now all these things, we just were told, we hear through the grapevine. There, there's honestly too much health information out because there's so much health information out that you can find the negative with everything and the positive with everything. So let, let's break down some common sense. Now there's this weird keto shit where apparently keto works. So I'm not going to shit on keto. I I haven't really tried it but i've tried versions of it kind of for me intermediate fasting without thinking about intermediate fasting works and by that i mean like if you eat at the right times all this shit typically you're not as hungry when you're working you drink a lot of water like you'll intermittent fast without even realizing to be honest that's honestly contributed a lot to my better health uh trajectory um but now, everything is bad for you. And everything is good. Like, explain to me how eating a bowl of cut up bananas, berries, grapes, strawberries. There's problems with all this food. And yogurt. And a glass of chocolate milk. Oh, that's actually very unhealthy for you. But hey, this bowl of chorizo a shitload of greasy chorizo, some bell peppers and cheese and this and that, if you eat that every day, 3,000 calories a day, you will lose weight and be healthier. I understand the body's a weird thing. I understand we have this advancement in diet. But, sometimes it's not That medically advanced To do these simple things. Because here's what I do know. When I drank milk. Peanut butter. Ate bananas. I was a healthier being. It was simpler. And it worked. Did I mention I was strong as fuck? And now. I haven't consumed a lot of this stuff. Really all. At all. And my body has paid the price deterioration, just now starting to feel the burn, but, all those things were bad for me, right, well then how come, let's use close relation examples, if you do some, look back all the times when things were going right, what were you doing, what were you eating, what was your habits? There's probably a correlation that it all works. But now we have all this information to try to lead and justify. And try to understand ourselves better than anything. And yet we're not getting the results. Because maybe it's just too much to have too much. Sometimes there is something is just too much information. That's why when we hear... When we hear the CIA and the FBI say it is harmful for the public to know this. At first when you're younger you always scoff because you always think it's best to know everything. Because you don't know everything or really anything. And as you get older you realize you still don't know shit but you know a little bit more. And then you actually start to realize it's actually good we don't know everything. We all think we want to know UFOs. Do we? Do you really want there to be this confirmation where they bring, yeah, we see the lights in the air, like, woohoo But honestly, would you really want to know, would you want the CIA, the FBI, and all the motherfuckers to put actual pictures, full-fledged pictures of what these creepy guys look like? Or gals. Cause I guarantee you, they don't look like ET. They don't look like the ones on Men in Black. I guarantee you, they look very scary, motherfuckers. I'm pretty sure they don't look pleasant. I'm pretty sure they don't wear space suits. I'm pretty sure they don't even look like the movie Aliens, where they're creepy, big old burly. Like they're probably weird-looking, oblong, discombobulated figures that. Wouldn't make sense to the average human mind who does not, um, who is not indelved into this intelligence type of agency uh, information that you need to know to understand these creatures. Like, I, I actually don't, like, look, I, I think most people agree that's actually good we don't know everything. There is something, by the way, the movie Don't Look Up. For people that want to focus on the political symbolism and the messaging behind it, it picks on both sides. I think it's pretty clear cut. Stop making this this woke thing. It's not actually this woke thing. Anything that goes against conservative values is always quote unquote woke. Which I think is ironic. They call that woke and SJW shit. Then, you know, when you reverse it, they try to make it in a more... Uh, power play terms but hey I'm just going to leave it at that but it's actually a good movie by the way did you know Leo got paid 30 fucking million dollars for that movie 30 million dollars just uh throwing that information out there in case you're ever wondering why these budgets for these movies you're like a 100 million dollars it's like well Part of the budget that people don't realize the budget is literally correlated to uh salaries as well. So obviously there's special effects, there's designers, extras and all that shit in the movie. But uh the actors' salaries are literally part of the budget. So Jennifer Lawrence got paid twenty five million, of course someone made an argument. Of course someone made an article. She got paid eighty-three cents for every dollar. Leonardo DiCaprio got paid. And I said, she got paid $25 million to not look up. What are we talking about here? Not going to get into that. But anyways, sometimes, more of the story is, see, if we didn't know about their salaries, life would have been just fine. No one would be mad about the fact that she got paid $0.83 for every dollar Leo got paid. No one we get mad because there's too much information. Wow, that sounds like some protective misogyny. Well, of course, I always gotta protect the misogyny, cause your boy is misogynistic, or oh, chauvinistic. tick. Um, but yeah. Uh oh, Mickey Mouse. So, ah, uh, it's interesting. Uh. I I watched actually it was earlier. I watched the someone impersonating Jordan Peterson, and when you really think, of course, when someone impersonates someone, it's always like more exaggerated emphasis on a lot of things to make it more funny. It really does sound like like now, but now every time I actually I've listened to Jordan Peterson since, it actually like all I think about is the Mickey Mouse type of voice. Like if she's not gonna pick to meet you. Well, why would she pick to mate you? Top of that, I can't even do it. I'm not in the right mindset to do it. But you get the point. But yeah, basically, most of... I could summarize Jordan Peterson's teaching. Why would she recreate with you when she looks at you and sees weakness? That basically summarizes it. Basically, be better. Um, But yeah. I mean, Narcon on wood. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. There is a, oh, here's a fun fact. Did you know the alligators, did you know that when they are chomping on your body, when they are killing humans, did you know that they actually cry tears because humans and crocodiles and alligators, crocodiles and alligators are basically the same family. You know, unless you watch a, what's that fucking movie with the crocodile and alligators? Fucking Jesus Christ. What is the fucking movie with the crocodile and alligators? Oh, not Beauty and the Beast. Fucking... Sorcerer's Stone. No, that's fucking Harry Potter, you dumb fuck. Ah, Jesus. Um, oh, jeez. It's at the tip of my membrane. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The one where they're singing and dancing. Rolling through. Pocahontas. No, it's not. Ah, whatever. You get the point. Anyways. Do you know that they actually shed a couple tears? I'm not talking about crocodile tears where it's faking so like. Nah, blah, blah chomp chomp but we actually have this dissonance connection with them because when they chew because when they're chewing us without getting too graphic when they are chewing us they can literally taste they, they they literally have they literally like taste themselves if that makes sense so you know like when you swallow your own taste, like you swallow your saliva, you know what you taste like. On no homo, but you know what your saliva. You know, you have a good grasp of what you smell and taste. Well, actually, not smell because we are not good senses of our own smell, but taste wise, like we know what the taste of our own blood tastes like. And if you know what your blood tastes like, you know what you taste like because your blood is a resemblance, and typically, the way your blood tastes typically determines how healthy you take care of yourself your skin color your skin your uh, skin um health in general you keep good track of it your pores hydration blah 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 your zinc levels magnesium blah 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 um oh the fucking jungle book that's where the fucking crocodiles of course it's in the fucking jungle Jesus Christ clint I used to always watch the Jungle Book at, a in a Waffle House freezer. Sounds like, well, without context, that sounds like, uh, child cruelty. And, um, only the part where it was cold. But hey, you got to see how the waffles were flipped. <laughs> um... I know exactly where that waffle House is. Anyways, but yeah, it was um when they when they taste when they taste us when they taste how great we taste. They literally taste everything in the wild that they would eat because we eat a lot of things in the wild and gain and stuff, and they can literally like. It's this weird, like, flashback, soul patch type of thing. They piece things together. It's kind of like while they're eating you, they can literally have flashbacks of everything you've consumed in a weird way just by how you taste because they have this great sense of smell in their hippocampus. It's this crazy thing. I I read it. I read in a story. I'm probably not explaining it great, but I promise you. I promise you. Um... You want to taste good, and, you know, you don't want to just always go to pineapple route. Um, you know, you gotta eat well, because in case something, a creature eats you, or someone, army hammer, you know, you may want to make sure you leave a lasting impression. I think first impressions are heavily overrated, but your last impression, I will always die on that stick. It'll stick. Um because the mystique the mystique here's because you know what what's more important here we go what's more important a first impression or a last impression and what is technically a last impression is it is your last impression the last time someone interacts with you before you die that's your lasting impression like what will leave more of a mark your last impression? Who you are being consistently a majority of your life towards individuals? Or your very first impression? Because without that first impression, depending on your capacity with friends, they may not even be with you through a process in life. If it was so bad or so forgettable, more importantly. Now, I'm a believer that you don't judge someone on their best and their worst day. You judge someone on every day between. You know, unless you, you know. Uh do things to kids or Aaron hernandez, someone you know the huge then that you know what it's okay to pass judgment because it's probably a bigger representation of a lot of things that have been kicked under the rug, and I don't mean the ones that you avoid the vacuum um you know it, it's it's like um it's like Colin coward says or most analysts would say with football and basketball. You never judge, you know, you don't, your most accurate viewing of a QB or a player isn't their statistical best season and not their statistical worst season. You judge by the consistency of who they are more times than not. Because anyone can have a great day and anyone can have a terrible day. Those two days you could be two completely different people for various reasons. But... Who are you consistent for 98% of every other day? That's more of an indicator of who you really are as a person. Now. um, Shit. I, I'm losing my way. Oh, my God, I lost what I was talking about. Oh, Jesus, Clint. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Um, oh, yeah, first and last impressions. For, you know, it's how you meet, you know, I'm a believer that how you meet someone does matter, right? Whether you're talking about a romantic partner, a friend, blah, blah, blah. How you meet someone literally does factor in how you look at someone the rest of your life. Because let's say you meet someone at a raggy tag job. Let's say I meet my friend. My first friend I met, like, one of my first friends I met at, like, 20 years old working at McDonald's, right? We've both grown past that and done different things and moved up in life. But to me, they are still just that person who... Was just working. At a McDonald's. And I look at the purity of that person. Deeper down. And what we have done together. Stuff that. We've accomplished together. Stuff that we put out into the world together. Me and my friend. And to me. It, it always keeps. How I view that person. Grounded. Meaning. Regardless if we haven't spoken in a year, we're not on great terms or friends, or one day we will become back to friends and maybe cohabitate and maybe work together again, and be those friends again, to me, we are still just two dudes who worked at a McDonald's and a Dunkin' Donuts together. He will, we will always be that. Regardless of when I make millions of dollars writing movies. Yes, manifestation. Woo. And regardless when he's becoming the third biggest rap star in the world, when he wants to do that. To me, no matter what, when I see him, I'm going to always remember. We started Freestyle Friday. Well, yeah, we didn't create Freestyle Friday. But we started Freestyle Friday in the back of a McDonald's. Just because we can and did. Now. The first impression grounds our whole relationship that no matter what. Everything on our relationship is nothing about business, is nothing of personal critique. It is just that. Everything goes back to the beginning of why we became friends. We became friends when we were at the bottom of the conco, volatile or virtual totem pole that society would put us upon. No matter how successful we get to us, it's kind of like we said we're just two we're just two kids from the country. We're just two kids that worked at a McDonald's. Just trying to make money, figure out things in life, and enjoyed each other. Wow, that sounded gay. But you get the point. We did enjoy each other. I don't care if it sounds gay, because you know what? Maybe we did. Not He has sisters. Come on, man. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, if you have sisters, you can't be gay. (laughs) That's what they all say. Right, Jack Harlow's album? Because we are already best friends. That's what's popping. Yeah. But your first impression, your first... um, It matters. Because that does view how... Now, let's say the opposite. If you meet someone... If you meet someone when they're homeless and a drug addict, right, no matter how much they recover and all that, you're always going to look at them in a victim type of mindset. You're always going to look at them, I know this sounds weird, but like, if you meet someone that's homeless, laying on the street, hooked on drugs, and then you take them in, you put them in rehab. You pay to get them clean and all that shit. And even if they do all that shit, get themselves right, five years later, they're well off in life. To you, there will never, I don't want to say anything more, but to you, selfishly, you're always going to look at them as that person who is lost and hopeless without your assistance. Even if you mean the well, the wellest, even if you mean the brightest. That first impression is everything to you. Maybe this is just my own uh maniacal. Maybe this is just my own projection of life type of thing. And maybe it's a reflection on me how shitty I can be. And I don't even think what I'm saying is shitty. I think it's actually pretty true. Like if you meet, like, and then let's say, even the complete opposite spectrum, let's say you meet someone. That is so well off. We'll just say financially, they look like they got everything together. They're well dressed, they're well put together. And then let's just say five years later, they lost it all. I lost it all, as Lloyd would say. They lost it all. They don't, you know. They let's just say they became lazy. They became depressed. All the shit. They went down a dark path. They lost all their money. They lost their living space and they lost a car and they're starting from scratch. Your first impression is gonna be, man, I used to think of you this, but man, what happened? You fucked it up. Well maybe they didn't fuck up anything because maybe it was a facade, maybe they they were just impenetrable. When no adversity was there, right? We, we go down that right, rabbit but you're always going to view them as the person that you thought had it. And now they don't. And everything is that origin and reference point. And then you have the lasting impression. Before someone passes or before the last time you ever speak to them. Before you never speak to them again in life. They could have said a hurtful thing to you that can never be taken back. They could have gave you the greatest gift in the world, and everything else they did before that was terrible to you. But they gave you a great gift, a parting gift. They gave you a uh, they gave you a nice birthday gift. At the time, that meant something, and it made you ignore, or at least kind of forget in the back of your head a lot of other shit. I know I'm rambling here, but I gotta fill the hour, which I'm past it, so I'll wrap it up like a (laughs) Drake. but first and last impressions, my personal, um, I think something that I've come around to Is first impressions does matter How you dress, how you appear How you, whatever Because if you don't get in the door Everything else doesn't really matter You just gotta get in the door And then you can say Fuck your fucking society impression Of how I dress But You gotta Appear to give a fuck You have to appear a certain way whether you like it or not. And once you get past that shit where you don't have to do that, then you just say, Alright man, I'm fuck you. I'm not wearing this shit. I got money ho. But I'll end it with this. If you ain't first, you're last. And if you're last, you always be first to be last. And that, my friend, is called being impressionable. All right, that was episode 99 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh, and most importantly, guys, I don't know if I've said this in recent pods. It's great to be back. I promise I'll be more on the ball. It's great to be back in the stew. It's great to be back in front of the camera. And most importantly, suck some titties <clears throat> oh jesus sorry let me let me do that again don't forget to suck some titties and there we go follow the spotify apple pod leave a review suck some titties and have a great day and um hot sauce is cheap so you know buy one of those mega 15 packs of all different weird flavors from your favorite brand who cares? Oh, Jesus. But yeah, uh, have a great one. And next episode is 100. This was 99. And um, I guess you could say from January or from June 6, we went from zero. And then the next episode will be to 100 real quick. Well over six months Took a two week gap break For a lot of different reasons But we are back And going strong guys No more big gaps for a while We are back on the ball Uh. Ooh